0: Boop Welcome back to Flipping the Field. This is a WSUM Madison Radio Podcast. My name is Jake Camelberg. I am alongside Jonathan Mills. It has been a while since we have had a regular show here on Flipping the Field. Jonathan, personally, I am so excited to be back in the studio. Qu- bringing up cooking up some Big 10 takes. How are you doing on this fine day? Jake Good things take time,
1: and we are back after a brief hiatus. Um, I'm doing great, and I am, like you, ready for some college football action this weekend.
0: All right. As I did just mention, it has been a while since we have had a regular episode. But we haven't been sitting around. We've been
1: working hard. We've been prepping. We've been getting our insight. We've been getting our insider knowledge. So these are all... Good things, because we wanted to make sure that when we would come back, we would have a great show lined up for our loyal listeners, and indeed, we do.
0: Yeah, something we may talk about throughout the show, also, about a week and a half ago, we had a fantastic interview with Wisconsin football wide receiver A.J. Taylor. We talked a little bit of football, but we got to know A.J. the person uh, kind of life maybe as a Big Ten student athlete And just, you know, more than just the X's and O's of football So that's a really cool interview Look out for that, that should be coming up on our Spotify channel pretty soon Alright Jonathan, I want to get into college football talk now um, Since we have not actually had our show in a few weeks We can't just recap every game that's happened in the last few weeks So I think we just should just do a bit of a state of the Big Ten We're going to reset everything here Maybe we'll go top teams and we're going to talk about what's going on with the Big Ten. We'll talk about them nationally and then by the end of the show, we'll be right back where we were and we'll be able to just preview next week's games and then hopefully we'll be able to get back on our regular schedule of our weekly show. All right, I know everyone thinks that we should start with Ohio State because they're by far and away the best team in the Big Ten, but I also know... The last time we recorded this podcast, the Wisconsin Badgers were undefeated. As everyone knows, we are Wisconsin fans. I don't want people to think we are running from this. I think we have to start with Wisconsin losing back-to-back games, one of them being a major, major upset against Illinois. And I just want everyone to know that we're here. We understand We're not running from this horrible, horrible loss for the Badgers. It was terrible. I know everyone wants to know our reactions. So, Jonathan, when Wisconsin lost to Illinois, I know you were at that game in Champaign. What were you feeling? I was
1: feeling that I'm now the new good luck charm for the Illinois football team and the new bad luck charm for the Wisconsin Badgers football team. But let me just say this. That Illinois team, what is going on down there in Champaign, this was such a down-and-out program. It was an assumption, I think, throughout the industry that Lovey Smith was going to be fired after Thanksgiving. Look at Illinois now. They just came back from one of the largest deficits in their program history, in school history, the largest comeback. 27 fourth quarter points last week against Michigan. And that game against Wisconsin, Wisconsin, all the players, you can look back at the interviews, they said that they didn't come in looking ahead to Ohio State, but I think they did, and I, that showed I absolutely did, Saturday. too. Yeah,
0: last week, Illinois got their fourth conference win of the year against Michigan State. If you look at the Big Ten conference standings right now, they're actually ahead of Iowa in the Big Ten West, which is crazy. And I just want to say it was terrible for me. I was sitting on that couch. My hands were in my head. My heart was beating through my chest. I had no idea what just happened. My mom was concerned when I talked to her on the phone later with the way I was sounding just with how bad that loss was. Spin Zone, though, for all of us Badger fans, it made the absolute beatdown that Ohio State put on Wisconsin much easier to take because the season was already over. Gears have shifted to the Big Ten championship for Wisconsin. That might not even happen anymore because of this next team I want to talk about. I know it won't get you angry. We I spent a lot of time on Fourth and Long a couple weeks ago talking about how much Jonathan gets triggered by the fact that the Minnesota Golden Gophers are for once, maybe the first time in our lives better than the Wisconsin Badgers. And that is being culminated by their big, big upset victory over the Penn State Nittany Lions last week in Minnesota at home. They stormed the field. The offense was clicking. Tanner Morgan looks like he is maybe a legit quarterback. Jonathan, what what do you see Minnesota realistically falling in the terms of the power rankings of the Big Ten? Are they truly the second-best team in your mind?
1: Jake, it didn't appear this way to start the season, but I think it is safe to say the Big Ten now has three playoff contenders. It pains me to say this, but wins are wins nonetheless. In a win against Penn State, yes, we could overreact, or we could look at it and say this is a very good Penn State team that needed to win on the road to prove itself. Minnesota not only proved itself, I mean, they initially came in with 17. That was understandable, considering their flimsy resume going into the year. I believe that. That was one that included zero wins against ranked teams. And, let's remember, September, those were narrow escapes against Georgia Southern, Fresno State, and South Dakota State. But after knocking off Penn State Saturday, you have to... I have to tip my
0: cap. And this is also a team that's been getting better. They have been, in the past couple weeks, beating these inferior Big Ten teams by a lot of points. You talked about how they had narrow escapes in the early part of the year, but they're actually getting stronger as the season has gone on. They played a great game last week against Penn State. I heard you say you think there's still three contenders in the Big Ten for the college football playoff. That makes me think that you still think Penn State has a chance. Um, So then I guess we'll talk about Penn State a little. I think as a whole, they had been overachieving all year, beating beating Michigan, beating Iowa on the road. Um, They barely beat Pitt in the beginning of the year. I still think this is a bit of a younger offense, a younger team that has a good future. But um, they did get ranked in the top four going into last week before losing to Minnesota. Uh, Jonathan, you said they have a chance at the college football playoff. That would require them to beat Ohio State in the regular season, and then win the Big Ten championship game against what it looks like to be Minnesota. Do you think they are a good enough football team to do that?
1: I mean, Penn State had a chance to solidify itself in the ranking against Minnesota. Maybe Penn State's over here like you said. Maybe Minnesota is actually very good. Hard to say, so I'm going to give the Gophers, until proven wrong, the benefit of the doubt. That said, I think Penn State can still turn the ship around. They didn't fall that far back in the rankings. They still are within jumping room, throws a stone's throw within Ohio State. That said, there could be a legitimate way for a three-way tie between Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. I don't want to get into the finer details of that because I don't think it's going to happen, but the numbers do show that that is a possibility between those three teams.
0: Yes, I, I just don't think Penn State has enough... ...to beat Ohio State, and frankly, I don't think anyone has enough to beat Ohio State. You can see that the committee had them ranked at number one before last week... ...when LSU beat Alabama and jumped ahead of them. Ohio State currently sits at number two. They have a top five offense in the country. They have a top five defense in the country, and this is by almost every statistic out there. They have the number one player at any position in college football in Chase Young. And I guess that's what my next question is. Outside of Chase Young not playing... Is there anything that can stop Ohio State? The only thing that's stopping Ohio
1: State is itself. Meaningless stat of the week, Jake. I like to throw this in. Last week, Ohio State committed... Actually, Ohio State has committed 141 yards worth of penalties, which is actually 99 more than Maryland. So the only way that Ohio State is falling apart is that if its defensive and offensive penalties continue to fall itself apart. But with that coaching staff there and that those players, I guess... Awareness of the game I really don't see that happening
0: Mm -hmm. And I'm looking right now At um, Our predictions From the first episode Of the show Do you remember We did our preseason predictions Yeah I do Yes And in the preseason Michigan was actually Considered the best team In the Big Ten Shout out to both of us We both said Ohio State was the best team And going to win the Big Ten You had Justin Fields As your offensive player Of the year Which is probably Going to happen I had Jonathan Taylor Still not a bad pick I had Ryan Day As my coach of the year Shout out to me um, you have, and you have Penn State-Ohio Penn State Ohio State in two weeks as your game of the year in the Big Ten. So we both saw this coming. I think hindsight now, people are like, oh yeah, Ohio State's so good. I just want people to remember that in the beginning of the year, they were not even considered even close to the best team in the Big Ten. Everyone thought with Urban Meyer gone, Dwayne Haskins graduating, that... They were going to take a step back. Well, it has been the opposite of a step back. They've taken maybe two steps forward. This is as good and as complete of an Ohio State football team that I have seen. And you can make a very case they're the best team in the country. The only reason they're not ranked number one is because they don't have the resume LSU has. But I think they have been, at, have been every bit as impressive as any other team in the country with the games that they have played.
1: Yeah, um, I just want to say that, I mean, watching that, there was Alabama-LSU over the weekend. Yes. And I just want to say that so far this season to me, continually since preseason week 1, Ohio State football is in a class of its own. OSU in my honest opinion would absolutely dismantle both of those terrible defenses. That's just my honest opinion. I think they could exchange blow to blows. Alabama has a pass rush, that's it. LSU has nothing to offer on defense. I would not be scared one bit if I were the Buckeyes to play either of those teams.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a very good team. Of course, the only issue with Ohio State, they have wins against Wisconsin, Michigan State, Cincinnati, who's ranked right now, Cincinnati's only losses to Ohio State. They still haven't played Michigan, though. They still haven't played Penn State. So people can't question... The validity of their wins. I think everyone can agree that the wins at Ohio State, the teams that they have beat, is a step down from the elite, elite class of college football. And we will get to see more about Penn St- uh, Ohio State in the upcoming weeks when they have bigger games against maybe better teams. Um, I'm just looking other ranked teams. There's two other ranked teams in the Big Ten. We talked about them a little. Michigan. Last time we were here, Michigan, the sky was falling. They lost to Wisconsin. They lost to Penn State. Their season was kind of over. They've bounced back. They beat Notre Dame. They're playing as best, as good a football as they've played in maybe a couple years. Um, what What do you think, I guess, then, and then I'll also wrap into this conversation. Iowa is currently ranked at 20th in the Big Ten in the college football playoff polls. They have three losses. However, they lost to 14th-ranked Wisconsin by two they lost to Michigan 10 to 3 and they lost to Penn State 17 12 so they've been in every game that they have lost so we have a group of three teams that are not kind of the Big 10 contenders in Wisconsin, Michigan and Iowa I want you to rank them for me what how do you rank those three teams
1: Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa? Yeah. Uh Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan.
0: And yeah, what's your reasoning for that? Michigan
1: it's been a long time since Michigan has looked this mediocre. I, it's been a long time, excuse me, to th- see that Michigan has been this mediocre. I think that week to week, I can't put confidence on placing a bet on them or placing even a win for them just because they continue to prove to me that they're not deservant of where they are in the ranking. The name brand has every single thing to do with their high ranking. Wisconsin... I think they can continue out and cruise the rest of the year and finish nine and two going into Minnesota. I think that's feasible. Iowa, on the other hand, they played well against Wisconsin, don't get me wrong. But with all that fun aside, I it wasn't as close as the store indicated against Wisconsin. The Hawkeyes, though, they can they are favored right now against Minnesota this weekend. But that's my order. And simply because of the I'm going off the eye test. Trust your gut. That's what I'm going Mm -hmm. with.
0: So I think think you have to put Wisconsin first. I don't think Wisconsin's passed any eye test whatsoever the past couple weeks, but they did beat Iowa, and they did beat Michigan. They've proven that they're better. Granted, both those games are at home. I think on a neutral site, that could change. I think at this point of the year with Michigan, it could change. Michigan was in a bad place earlier in the season. I think they figured it out. I think it's really close. You're making it seem like Michigan's not good. I think Michigan is playing really good football right now. They've won two in a row. They're 7-2 and two overall in the year. Their offense seems to be figuring it out a little more. Um, I think I'll put them two, and then I'll put Iowa at three. Just because Iowa's staying in these close games, you said they're passing the eye test, but they're not winning any of these close games against their better teams. They do not have a win against a ranked opponent this year. They're three ranked opponents they've played. They have lost, even though they were close. Big game against Iowa this week for a uh, big game against Minnesota this week for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And for Michigan, too, I'd argue, a big
1: in-state rivalry MSU-Michigan game. Yes, and let's it is. Let's not
0: forget, this is as
1: bad as Michigan State football has looked in a long time, but they have come time and time again to surprise us with this matchup against Michigan, yes, Michigan it's happened State,
0: before. Michigan State's currently four and five on the year. They're two and four in the Big Ten conference. I said this before the Wisconsin versus Michigan State game, which was a couple weeks ago now, I remember. Michigan State's not a team that's gonna compete for a national title or a Big Ten championship this year. But they're a team that's built. They have a veteran quarterback, they have an experienced coach, they always have a good running game. They always have a good defense. They're a team that's built to steal a game from a team. Maybe this is the week that Michigan State finally steals a game. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Michigan State's just not as good as I think they are. But they I guess their record doesn't indicate they are, but I think they're better than what their records. But is
1: firing Mark Dantonio head coach of Spartans even I don't even think that should be considered. What look at what he's done with the program? One off year should not set the foundation that he has built at the university. Yeah, Michigan
0: Michigan State's in kind of an interesting spot moving forward. They kind of had their prime years already when they went to the college football playoff. I believe Connor Cook was the quarterback back then. I feel like that was peak for Michigan State. You think of them as a good football school, but not like a traditional football power. They're in East Lansing, Michigan, which for recruit, I mean, most Big Ten places aren't that appealing for recruits. I think it could be hard going forward for them to compete on a national level. I think D'Antonio is the correct person to be their coach. I don't think he should be fired. He's been there way too long. He
1: created that. He needs to bring it back. Putting in a new coach in that culture, in that mix, is not going to fix anything. It's going to set you back even farther. Prove me wrong, D'Antonio, until the need arises for a new coach because what's your alternative? Honestly, there's so many coaches out there that are, yes, they could be hired, but at the same time, is this the fit? Don't force something that doesn't need to be forced right at this moment because of an emotional decision off of one bad off-year.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Another team I want to talk about, low-key, very under the radar, maybe one of the surprise teams in the Big Ten this year. They are currently 7-2, third in the Big Ten East, That's right, you heard that third. They're tied with Michigan. This is the Indiana Hoosiers. If you look at their schedule, maybe not the strongest, but their only losses this year are Ohio State and Michigan State. They've won four games in a row, all pretty convincingly. Indiana looks like they're not the worst football team ever. And uh, I feel like this has been a good year for Indiana football.
1: Yeah, and Jake, I want to let you know, I don't think this is this team's apex. I think they can climb higher. I think there's still potential that they can exhaust out. And, I mean, to be ranked for the first time since 1994, this is an incredible honor for that program. That said, yes, I the schedule does get tough, like you said, but... This is a very good mark for this program that has seen struggles in the last couple of years.
0: And, and listen, their quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., is out for the year. He had surgery on his right, uh, right shoulder, so he is out for the year. So I don't expect them to beat Penn State. I don't expect them to beat Michigan. They might not even beat Purdue. Those are their last three games of the year. I just wanted to point that this is a program that is heading in the right direction right now. They just did whole renovations on their whole stadium. Mm-hmm. Their team's nice. getting better. They're trying to revamp this football program. Indiana, I know they're a basketball school. Even though they might not look like it right now, that's a story for a different day. Indiana football, though, I just wanted to give them a shout-out. Seven games, winning being 7-2, and two, Big Ten. I don't care who you're playing. That is impressive to me.
1: Yeah, I would just stay away from the – picking that upset this weekend. They're one in twenty one against Penn State. Um their last win came their only win came in twenty thirteen. Yes, so I, history yes, repeats itself just, so yes, stay obviously. away. Obviously.
0: Um other thing I want to talk about, beginning of the year we talked about who's the worst team in the Big Ten was going to be. We both said Illinois. We've already covered Illinois. We know that's wrong. Right Way, now, way off. Right now we have two kind of contenders right now um Rutgers 2 and 7 overall Owen 6 in the Big 10 play but I don't think it's Rutgers Northwestern Owen and 7 and 1 and 8 in Big 10 play I think that takes the cake they've lost to Stanford they've lost to Michigan State, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Ohio State, they lost 34 to 3 to Indiana. They just lost to Purdue last weekend. I don't know. What are your takes? Who do you think is your basement dweller in the Big Ten right now? It's got to be Northwestern because
1: not only are they a spiral, a mere image, an opposite of what they were last year. They won the Big Ten Championship last
0: year. They won the Big Ten West last year. Big
1: Ten West. Apologies. They went to the Big Ten Championship. To have that kind of drop off and – Just to see it so drastically tells me that last year's season was an absolute fluke, not only for Northwestern, but for the other teams in the Big Ten West. Because, yes, you could point the argument that Wisconsin didn't achieve, and, yes, Clayton Thorson did very well last year, but, I mean, come on.
0: Northwestern, really? My question for Northwestern, they have a win coming this week. They're playing UMass. 39 point favorite. 40 and a half now on ESPN wow. is the spread. I want to tell you a little something about UMass football. If you think Northwestern is bad, in UMass's last 5 games, they have lost 63 to 7, 63 to 21, 56 to 35, 69 to 21 and 44 to nothing. UMass cannot stop anything. So shout out Northwestern, hopefully going to get off the uh off this losing skid they're on. They got UMass this week, considered one of the worst teams in all of Division One. Um, their only other win for Northwestern this year was UNLV. So Northwestern, I think, I think, yeah, I think part of the reason why we're looking at them so poorly is they were in the Big Ten Championship Game last year. They had their best season in program history. They were projected to compete in the Big Ten West this year. I guess their quarterback situation is just not working out with Hunter Johnson transferring from Clemson. Clayton Thorson obviously graduated after last year. It's sad to see a team—this is one of those programs—the Big Ten West always gets made fun of for being so weak. This is one of those programs that if they could figure it out, they could help change the reputation of the Big Ten West. I agree. And instead, it's just another comet across the sky, shooting star. You know, we see them every now and then, but then they're gone, and now they are back to being Northwestern football, and it is a sad sight to
1: see. Do you know what costs—last point in Northwestern—do you know what costs less for a family of six— to get into a Northwestern football game this year than it does to park for a family of six.
0: That is... That is a sad truth. That is when you know you are in a tough, tough, tough situation. Now let me just say as well,
1: Illinois, when we went to Illinois, when I traveled to Illinois for the game, it was $50 a park across the stadium,
0: $20 for a ticket. They are now bowl-eligible, Jake. They are bowl-eligible, and if you remember that game, though, there was not a lot of people in the crowd there, so it makes sense for a cheap ticket. Happens at a lot of Big Ten schools. All right, I think that is good. a good stopping point. We're kind of going off the rails right now for our Big Ten State of the Union, covering all most of the teams in the Big Ten over the past couple weeks. I think we both have Ohio State still clearly heads and tails better than everyone else. Watch out for Minnesota. Not only are they undefeated, but they are getting better with each week. That matchup with Wisconsin down the road for the Axe will be the best game for the Axe in a long time. Um, I think one last thing, game of the year rest of the way. Do you still have it as Ohio State, Penn State? Yep, that's still my Would it be undefeated Ohio State versus undefeated Minnesota? See, now that's where you bring in. In the Big Ten Championship, that would be.
1: Yeah, if it would be the undefeated Minnesota, undefeated Ohio State. I would go with that, but I'm still sticking to my gut that Minnesota is not going to end the season undefeated, and I'm still sticking with that Penn State-Ohio State. I agree.
0: I even think if both those teams are undefeated, I think Penn State-Ohio State will be a better game than Penn uh, than Ohio State-Minnesota. I still think Penn State, maybe they lost to Minnesota, but they have better athletes. They're probably bigger. They can kind of compete better with Ohio State on a physical level. All right, let's get into our Week 12 Preview, it is sad to say we are already at Week 12. Most teams only have about two or three games left on the year. Um, Some games we hinted at in the Big Ten. The best game, our only ranked matchup between Big Ten opponents this week, is the Minnesota Golden Gophers, who have gotten a lot of talk on this show, traveling to Iowa City, Kinnick Stadium, to play the Iowa Hawkeyes, Iowa's currently minus three over under 44 and a half. I gotta be honest, Jonathan. I have no idea why Iowa's favored. Every time they've played a good team, they've lost. Minnesota's 9-0. They just beat a top four college football playoff team. I don't understand. This makes me think that there's something fishy going on here. I don't understand. I don't know what you think about this game, but I th- I feel like Iowa should be underdogs. And I feel like Minnesota is still not getting the respect they deserve.
1: Kinnick Stadium is one of the hardest places to play. Let's just make that very
0: clear. Especially, what time is the game today? It's only 3 o'clock. Unfortunately, it's not a night game. That would very much help well, out the Hawks. Well, sun, sun now sets around 4.30. It's so. not the same. It's not the same. You were at the Wisconsin-Iowa game last <laughs> week. You know it's not the same. No, it's, it's kicking not. off at 8 o'clock versus kicking off at 3 o'clock no, is a world of difference. You're right. But that said...
1: I mean this is an Iowa team looking for something to prove. As is Minnesota, let's not let's make that very very clear. All points aside, Iowa at home is like the Badgers at home. Tough. Minnesota is going to be probably a little bit cockier. I'm not going to lie. You they're still going to be on that Penn State hangover. So I see the line with Iowa and I'll match that line with Iowa. I think Iowa's gonna come out. It's gonna come down in the end, but I think Iowa's gonna come out on top.
0: Yeah, I think this would be a really good game. I think it's another statement game for Minnesota. For Iowa, I think that this is I think Iowa's just a team right now looking for a signature win. Their college football playoff hopes are over. Their Big Ten championship game hopes are over. I think they just wanna have as good a finish to this season as possible. I don't think they wanna they don't wanna be the team that says, oh, we won nine games, but we lost against every good team we played. So Iowa, I think, is going to have something to play for. I I just don't know if I'm going to pick against Minnesota right now. I don't want to be the guy that keeps picking against them and have them keep winning. I'm going to stick on Minnesota until they lose or they play Wisconsin, obviously. So I, I think the Gophers will win that game. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, it should be an interesting matchup. Jake, real
1: quick, Iowa-Minnesota. 2016, let's wind it back. Iowa is out of the division and beats 10-0 Michigan at night in Kinnick. 2017, Iowa once again out of the division and beats 7-1 Ohio State at night in Kinnick. History might repeat it's itself tough here. Tough place
0: to play. Tough place to play. That's right. Yes, I just hope. It is a huge also letdown game for Minnesota after winning the biggest game in their program's history for like the last 30 years. Hopefully they don't let themselves down. Hopefully they come prepared and they can keep winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game I want to talk about, we talked about it a little, um, Indiana, the, maybe the surprise team of the Big Ten under the radar, 7-2 and two this year, going to Penn State. Not really much to say. Do you think Penn State's going to I think Penn State's going to roll. Indiana quarterback is out, but it is a matchup between two uh, only two loss or better teams. I thought we should mention it, but I see Penn State rolling. Yeah, I do too, and once again, there could be problems in the secondary
1: if the defensive backs from Penn State don't fix what they had trouble with against Minnesota. But, again, that one win in program history against Penn State, I'm sticking with the truth, and that's Penn State beat down.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, next game I want to talk about um, the in-state rivalry, Michigan versus Michigan State. Big brother versus little brother. Some people say, in Ann Arbor. I think if this game was in Michigan State, this game could be close. I don't think this Spartan team is good enough to walk into Michigan and win a game. I know I've said I think they could steal it. I don't think they can steal one on the road, though. They have lost four of their last five games. Granted, those were to three ranked teams and a collapse, colossal collapse, monumental collapse to Illinois last week. Um, Michigan right now is scoring 32 points per game and only letting up 17 points per game. I think you see more of that. I see Michigan winning this game by between 7 to 10 points, touchdown at least. Comfortable win, maybe not a blowout. What are your thoughts?
1: My question is if Michigan State's players are going to be motivated for it because I was looking at some press conference videos from the Michigan State team and their players just look absolutely defeated after that loss on Saturday. So I honestly haven't been least the least excited for a Michigan-Michigan State game in the last probably two years.
0: Yes, I will say, though, if you look at Michigan State's schedule the rest of the way, they play Michigan this week, then they play Rutgers, then they play Maryland. Obviously, Rutgers and Maryland should be wins. That should get them to be bowl eligible. So bowl eligibility is not really on the line. However, this is the last big game of the regular season for Michigan State. This is the last time. I believe Ryan Lewerke is a senior. He's going to get to play Michigan. I th- I do think Michigan State will be ready to play. I think they will give them their best. I think Michigan is just better. And I think they pull away at the end of this game. And I see Michigan, as I said, winning by seven, somewhere between 7 to 10 points. Elsewhere in the Big Ten, we have one more game. Actually, I'm looking right now. There's not really any more good games left. We have Wisconsin, Nebraska, UMass, Northwestern, and Ohio State, Rutgers. Do you see any upsets?
1: No, I'm sticking with the tables here, and I think that it's upset Central is not going to happen yeah, for another I mean, week or two. Ohio
0: weeks. State's probably going to beat Rutgers by seventy. I mean, if Ohio State's dropping 70, what 73 on Maryland? I don't even see a spread on here. I don't even think they put a spread up. I think it's too much of a too much of a spread.
1: Imagine this score this weekend. What could be if yes. Iowa Ohio State dropped that much on yes. Maryland?
0: What and then we mentioned Northwestern earlier. Maybe the first one and eight team to ever be favored by 40 points in a football game. It's incredible. I guess Wisconsin versus Nebraska is the best out of these three. This game's in Lincoln. I think the, I think Wisconsin, at this point in the year, though, has refocused their goals. They understand the college football playoff is out of the picture. Kind of the letdown is over. I think Wisconsin's back to being Wisconsin. They beat Iowa last week to right the ship. I see Badgers winning that game. Uh, um, that is also at 11 a.m.
1: Sometimes, yeah, you're right. Sometimes you just need a little change of focus, a little redirection on what your goals are and expectations. Be realistic, Wisconsin. That's where you're going to find
0: success. All right. That's all we have for you today on Flipping the Field. This is Jake Handelberg with Jonathan Mills. Again, please look out for our interview with A.J. Taylor, wide receiver for the Wisconsin Badgers. thought it was very interesting. We talked to him for almost a full hour. He's very kind and very generous to give us that time. He will be back on the show. Hopefully we'll get him back either on this show or on 4th and Long. On, uh, that is on WSUM 91.7 on Tuesday nights at 6 o'clock Central Time. Jonathan, do you have any last thoughts about Big Ten football, about the state of the Big Ten Conference?
1: It's exciting. It's not where I thought it would be, but, I mean, to see Minnesota go 3-6 and to 9-0 and and to see Northwestern win the Big Ten West and to now have one
0: win, college football is a thrill, Jake. Yes, Big Ten West definitely getting better. Top to bottom than what it was. Big Ten getting stronger. We're creeping towards the SEC. I can feel it coming. Might not be there yet, but watch out, SEC. Here comes the Big Ten. All right, that's all we have for today's show. Have a good weekend. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy college football while you still have it. Bowl season's coming right around the corner. Don't let it creep up on you. Enjoy what you've got. Have a good day.